What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wildlife Control Podcast. My name is Kyle Waltz, and this is episode 14. On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the situation that we're in right now, uh, talk about the industry as a whole and how it's doing, um, talk about some Google Analytics, and let's jump right into it. Before we get into it, though, I want to do a couple housekeeping things real quick. we are hiring right now at Conserve Wildlife Services. If you're interested in working for us and you do not live in Florida, please reach out to me, Kyle at conservemail.com is my email and conserve has no E, that's C-O-N-S-E-R-V. If you already work in the industry um, doing wildlife control, wanna get into the industry doing wildlife control, we're hiring. We're looking for people that are really good at sales, really good at service, um, or either either or. And uh, we're trying to grow our business right now. So this little COVID-19 is not slowing us down, not one bit. So I had some interesting um, reports to give to you guys. So I did a bunch of research last night um, in, in regards to Google Analytics right now. I wanted to see how is COVID-19 affecting our industry as a whole. And for me, it's it's really going to go right to the internet because that's where the most the most of my leads are going to come from is from Google. Um, I focus Google. I spend tons of time every day looking at Google, analyzing um, SEO and who's on top and who's not. And there has been some changes in their analytics recently, but one thing that that doesn't change is you know what people are searching. So what I realized is. When I looked up the analytics report for the search term squirrel in attic, so that's that's what people are typing in, squirrel in attic. When I looked at that last night, that search word is actually being searched more right now than it was this time last year. So we're seeing an increase in activity for people looking for squirrel in the attic. That does not mean they're looking for your service. But that does mean that more people now tend to notice that they have squirrels in their attic than they did last year, this exact time. Squirrels and rodents are both up right now. So people are searching squirrels, the term just squirrel and rodents, more now than they were last year. Surprisingly, bats are down. For whatever reasons, uh, bat removal, bat service... Bats in attic, uh, I'm seeing a drop off in activity. It kind of got a little bit higher a few weeks ago, and it's dropped down consistently since then. And the other surprise is it said that raccoons are down. Raccoons in attic, raccoon removal, raccoon trapper. Uh, I didn't go into any more detailed search words, but I thought that that was really interesting because in my business, we're seeing a lot of raccoon activity Um and people in addicts. We're getting a lot of babies out of addicts right now. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe people are just trying to do it on their own. I really don't know, uh, but thought that was really, really interesting. I didn't really go any further than that. So what does that tell us? How can we learn from looking at those Google analytic reports? Well, it gives me a lot of comfort to know that people are still searching and really that's kind of what I expected. When people are spending more time at their house, they're going to notice more problems. And they're definitely noticing more problems right now. 
you know, they're, they're just, people are working from home. So those squirrels that maybe only be active a, a few hours a day in the attic and you're at work all day, especially if you leave before daylight and you get back after dark, sometimes you don't hear the squirrels in your, in your attic um, outside of those hours. So I think you're, you're going to see an increase in activity based off of that uh, increase in calls. Um, and of course, the rodents, if, if you have not been, been following along, there's been several news outlets that have reported an increase in rodent activity. You know, wildlife, their behavior changes a lot based off of our behavior. So you decrease human activity outdoors, wildlife become a little bit more comfortable because they understand we're at the top of the food chain and they're going to hide from us. So when you decrease our activity outdoors, they will increase their activity during daylight hours and typically they're, they're more seen. So I've talked to several people in big cities saying that there's been increases in rodent activities. I haven't really noticed it where I'm at in Florida, um, but uh, that's, that's kind of what I heard. So very, very interesting um, facts there. I mean, that's good, right? That's good that people are still having, I mean, people are going to have problems no matter what. But, you know, really what our focus is, is we want people calling us, calling our business, looking for our service so that we can generate revenue and continue to run our business right now during this very strange time. So I got a lot of comfort out of that report. And I hope that kind of helps you understand that, hey, we're on track right now. You know, those are all wildlife keywords. So one thing that I did look into, though, is what's going on for pest control companies, predominantly pest control companies that are heavy on the commercial side. Uh, there's one company that's very heavy on the commercial side. They do a lot of residential too, but Renekill. So Renekill is a company based out of the UK. They operate pretty much the entire country that we live in, in North America. And their business is highly push towards the commercial side. They have a lot of restaurants. They have, you know, a lot of hotels. Uh, they do business here in the U.S. as Ehrlich, as Heron Pest in Florida. They, they own Florida Pest Control, uh, and they own a lot of other companies and brands across the U.S. They reported revenues dropped last month. That's in March Really looking forward to seeing what April's going to do for a lot of the pest control guys. You know, the reports that I'm getting for residential pest control, and I know this is a wildlife control podcast, but I just want to bring it up because I think it does have something to do with this, is on the residential side, there's been a little bit of changes. There's been some people saying, hey, don't come to my house, people that are very, very afraid. But for the most part, it seems like on the residential side, there hasn't been much of a drop. You know, I think when you look at a bug problem, if, you not, if you're not terrified of insects, you might just try and handle it on your own if you are afraid of, of catching this virus and you don't want anybody to come inside your house. So there's, there's obviously an issue with that. So you might see a little bit of drop in residential, but the word on the street that I'm getting, and I couldn't really find anything online yet, the word on the street that I'm getting is that residential pest control is pretty much staying the same. Now, as far as the wildlife control stuff in, in my businesses, 
we've seen no change at all. Nothing. Um, we've had a, a few customers that were hesitant in having us come out. But for the most part, no change at all. So that's extremely comforting. And I've, I've heard some guys say, oh, my business is suffering. Um, no, I, I, I honestly think that they're lying and they're just looking for an excuse to not work. So uh, hopefully that's not you. So anyways, very good news for the wildlife control industry. You know, when you have a raccoon in your attic, a squirrel in your attic, and it's keeping you up all night, you're trying to work from home, and it's bothering the hell out of you, you're probably going to call somebody. You have no idea how to get rid of that on your own. And that's one area that people, they're just going to get it taken care of. And if you are working from home right now, um, that means you, you still have a job and you have some money and you can afford to, to hire us. So, you know, I think overall, it's a pretty good outlook. It's definitely a pretty good outlook. And there's two things that I wanted to bring up today that are extremely important and two things that I always live by in business. And one area that I screwed up in very badly, but it is what it is. And, and fortunately, we're, right now we're blessed enough to not need it. But there was two different loans that, that everybody can apply for if you own a business. Um, there was the SBA disaster loan. And then there was also the paycheck protection. So if you worked incredibly fast to get both of those applications out, so one of them you just did online, it took you like 10 seconds. I did that one in a parking lot in my truck, got it knocked out. The other one, the PPP, you actually had to go into a bank. I, I, it, I think I went in there five days after they allowed you to. All the banks that I deal with, they said no more. We, we were tapped out. So I, I stalled on that one and missed out. Unfortunately, the first one, the SBA disaster loan, we got that one. And I know a few other people that got that one. But the Paycheck Protection Program, the guys that I know that got that, they got in there within like 24 hours after you were allowed to turn in that application. Um and they had a lot more urgency than me because their business was, you know, really tough. They were not working in the wildlife control industry. So, so speed won there with both of those loans. So I can't tell you how important it is to work with an extreme sense of urgency when, when you're in an unknown time like this. So I'm, I'm disappointed that I screwed up because that could have been extra, extra funds whether or not we need it doesn't matter. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So I missed the ball on that one. But however, we did get the SBA disaster loan, which will be extremely helpful uh, should we need it. And the other thing that I noticed too, when you're talking about the Paycheck Protection Program, not everybody that applies is, is going to get it, obviously. But what I did find is the companies that typically did get it these are bigger companies. These are not small, little companies. You know, the, comp the people that I know that got it, they had over 25 employees. And I know some people that had over 25 employees that did not get it. They did not get approved. Uh, and when I looked at some of the restaurants that were getting it, the big boys seemed to be the ones that really got it. And, 
you know, I think when it comes to the economy and the the banks and the SBA and everybody involved in that little circle of of paycheck protection, I really think that the banks are always going to lean towards the big guys. I think that there's a lot more security in them helping out the big guys. And, and the same thing goes with really anything that you're doing in business. When you're going out there and you're playing small, you're playing on a very small level like a lot of people are playing, it's, it's just not as exciting. And the, the banks, they want a big return. And I'm not talking about they're trying to get a return on this pay te- paycheck protection program. But I know that the big guys that are in business, they typically have a really good relationship with a bank and a particular banker. And they're able to get more done because of their relationships. And I heard Marcus Lamona say this, who's the CEO of Camping World, um, has a show called The Profit on CNBC. You should watch it if you haven't. He goes in and helps small businesses that are struggling. But these big guys who have these relationships, I feel like that's th- those guys were able to, to tweak their applications or I, I don't know what they did, but I, I just know from experience in dealing with banks in 2017, I took out like 15 loans um, to grow my business. And I know that there is a huge benefit of having relationships with banks when you need when you need cash. Because banks are looking at it as an investment and they're much more likely to invest in your business when they're going to get a bigger return because you're going big. You're not playing small. And I feel like that's why the big guys won in that situation. So that is another reason to go big in your business. You know, you, you, you can do it a lot of different ways. And we've talked about this many different times. It's just not very exciting to tell somebody, look, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire five people over the next year. It's just not that exciting. But when you go and you say, look, I'm, my goal is to hire 15, 20 people this year and 20 people next year and so on and so forth. And I'm going to grow my business 20 times the size it is today over the next five years or 10 years or whatever. That gets people excited. You know, People want to know that they're going to get their money back and I think that uh, for a lot of people, they feel a lot more comfortable about that when they know that the company that they're investing in is really pushing hard to go all the way. They're not, they're not trying to stop at a certain point. So I, I like the fact that two things that we should both live by seem to be the companies that got these loans, speed and going big. These big restaurant chains they're huge. These are billion dollar companies. And in the speed thing, look, you could be a small guy and still go really fast. So I think that's good. So if you're hearing from anybody that their business, their wildlife control business is struggling right now, I would call BS on that unless they're just dependent on a few commercial accounts. You know, if, if it's a restaurant or a chain of restaurants that they're doing rodent control at, I can understand that. If it's some type of a 
um, commercial facility that's slow due to this COVID-19. I can understand that. But if, if they're heavy on the residential side right now, and I'm extremely fortunate that we are um, in our business, there's really no reason why they should be slowing down. I get a report every day of how many leads that we had come in the day before. I track that very closely, especially right now, but I, I typically always track it daily. And we have had no decrease in leads over the past six to eight weeks. So no no change at all. So look, if the leads are there, then there's a there's a willingness to purchase your service. And you might get some objections with price right now, but look. You should, you should take those objections and ignore them just like you should any other objection. Um, you know, as, and this is what I tell our salespeople, our job as wildlife control specialists is not to accommodate for people's financial conditions. My job is not to save you money. My job as a wildlife control specialist is to solve your problem. It's not my problem that you don't have any money. It's not my problem that you don't have a job. It's not my problem that you you worked in the restaurant industry. Look, the reality is if you have animals in your attic and you want to get rid of them, this is how much it's going to cost at a minimum. And you don't have to do all of the work here that I have on my proposal, but this is your house. You can do whatever you'd like. This is our option to you. And this is actually a great time, by the way, to offer financing to your customers. If you do not offer financing, you should. And if you can't offer, uh, you know, if you can't offer financing for whatever reason, you can't get it. You should really do some research because, you know, believe it or not, a lot of our customers have great credit, but they don't have credit cards. And if if you get to a customer that can't afford your service because they lost their job, but they have an 800 credit score and they don't have a credit card. I can't think of a better time for them to get a credit card. You know, the fact that they don't believe in credit cards is ridiculous because credit cards do exist. They're real. Okay. So they can easily apply for a credit card, get approved. There's a lot of credit cards out there, 0% interest for 12 to 16 months. And they can finance your job via their credit card with no interest and pay it down over 12 months and uh, get the job done. So look, when you're getting those objections, those money objections, and I should probably do a whole podcast on that, you, your job is, is not to you know, figure out um, how I can make this cheaper for the customer. Don't, don't do that. You drop your price because you hear a sob story and, and now you're losing money on the job. So it's just not worth it. Then it, it decreases the value of, of your service. And you're telling the consumer, this price that I gave you the first time isn't really what, it's, what it should cost. This other price, this cheaper price is what it should cost. So you got to really be careful right there because you're going to lose your credibility if you just drop your prices and cut your prices left and right. You know, you go around telling everybody we'll match any competitor's price. It's small business suicide um, because now you're you're you have no credibility. So our price is our price; it ain't changing. Um, and unless you want to decrease your services, so that's that's kind of always been our strategy. We've been very very critical about that. 
So I hope everybody's business is doing well right now. Just wanted to give a small analytics report about Google and, and kind of what's going on in the industry. We're going to get through this. You know, the guys that are tough right now that have already been through things in their business, this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. I, I don't even see, you know, personally for me, I can't speak for everybody, but but personally for me, this is, although a little bit weird, um, I have zero fear about it because I haven't seen any negativity as far as our business yet. Really, there's more opportunity right now um, than ever to grow your business because there's some people sleeping. Um, so you can push really, really hard right now and uh, you can get a lot of stuff done that you might not be able to get done otherwise. And this is a great opportunity to offer new services. You know, we're already offering disinfectant services in our attic for, for animals. Uh, you can certainly offer that for humans. You want to be careful about what you're guaranteeing, though, if anything. You can, you can do a lot of different things. Terminex throughout a disinfecting service. Um, Anti-CMEX offered a disinfecting service. There's a lot of companies out there doing that, and you should too. So, you know, why not? Why not send out an uh, email to all of your customers or a mailer or whatever and let them know, hey, this is a service that we offer. If there's somebody that was in your home that was infected, we can come in and, and decontaminate areas and help you out and make it a, a safer place. Because, um, you know, we can get access to products that our customers just don't know about um, with different foggers and stuff like that to sanitize areas. So you should you should be dialing down on those services and, uh, you know, increasing your revenue if you can. Maybe you, you drop your revenue in some categories right now because people aren't trying to replace all of their attic insulation just now. But uh, they will spend a few hundred bucks on disinfecting their house. Um, after, you know, they had somebody in their house that may have been infected. So there's opportunity everywhere, man. You just got to, you got to be creative about it and you got to be open to new ideas. But more than anything, if, if you are one of those people that are struggling right now, um, I feel very sorry for you and I hope that you get through it. But this is kind of the moment of who's, who's strong enough and who's not. And who's going to get caught up in the news and, and who's going to keep focusing on their business and focusing on the positive and not on the negative? Because all I'm seeing from this is more opportunity. I don't see any downfall at all. Um, I think if there is going to be a downfall, it's going to happen months from now. And right now, you should be trying to get it as much as you can. You should be trying to position yourself to get better than ever. And if you do start slowing down. If everybody starts slowing down, all of our all those people that were getting paychecks start getting cut and things start happening, what should you do? You know, that's a that's a question that was asked to me the other day, Kyle, if my business does slow down, how long do I keep my staff employed? Uh you know, what do I do? And I mean, I think everybody's situation for that is going to be different, but if you are struggling right now and you have employees, you you might want to take a step back to look at your situation. And this is why I like to talk about data is because your data is going to dictate what you're what you should be doing in the future. What what is working today isn't always going to be what's working tomorrow. But you should be tracking that closely. 
I like to track my leads every day and my sales every day from the day before. That gives me a good idea of where we're at. Obviously, I'm looking at my expenses as well every couple of weeks. And then I, I do a report at the end of the month. We do a P&L every month and we put it all together. We can see, okay, how many new customers came in? How many leads came in? What were our sales? What were our costs? And what services were they buying? And we put all that together and it tells a story and it helps us understand what really, really worked and what can we hammer down on and improve for the next month. So right now, if, if my business was at a hold and pray to God that doesn't happen, but if it did, I'm going to look at my data. I want to verify, is, is my business slowing down right now because of this situation or is it because of my people? I'm really fortunate to have a very aggressive team when it comes to sales. Um, I would say that we're far more aggressive than a lot of other companies that are in our industry, for sure. We do sales training every single day, five days a week, um, and we hold people accountable. We do role play five days a week, or we try to. Sometimes it ends up just being more of an open conversation. But being aggressive in sales right now is incredibly important. And if I'm slowing down, I'm going to look at my data. That's the first thing that I'm going to do. Did I have, do, am I having regular leads come in? Because if my leads are changing, that's not good. So if my leads are changing, then I'm going to go back to Google Analytics and do some searches to see if, if the market is trending down uh, compared to where it should be, uh, maybe last year. And if you tracked your leads and your call volume last year during this time, you can then determine what's going on. That's the beautiful thing about data. I've been tracking my leads religiously since 2000, early 2016. Uh, made a huge mistake by not doing that beforehand. But we, we started running this report every two weeks, the sales report. It shows how many leads have come in, how many sales each salesperson and technician and manager sold and how many leads they got. So we kind of know what their conversion rate is and then what our total sales are um, for each branch. So it helps us really understand and track that data very closely. So if I look at Google Analytics and searches for keywords in my business are, are dropping and I look at my call volume and my call volume is dropping, and I look at my conversion rate for my salesperson, it stayed the same. Well, that tells me that there's a downward slope right now in my industry. And obviously, if that's happening, then that's not good. So I'm probably just going to look at keywords that maybe are working. I'm going to go through all the keywords and figure out which one in my industry is pulling the hardest right now. And I'm going to focus on that specific area of my business, whatever that might be. Um, and, and try and figure out a plan, a financial plan that's going to work. So, you know, when things are not going good, what's, what's really interesting about that, you know, you're going to be working hard no matter what when you're running a business. But if things aren't working out for you, you're going to have to work even harder. Because on, on one hand, you're working hard as you normally do. But then on the other hand, you have to add on additional tasks to make up for the losses, to try and figure it out. 
to try and figure out the financial projections that are going to work best for your business, which might mean that you have to lay people off. You know, if you just hired a bunch of extra people to help grow your business right now, and it was kind of an unknown thing, and things just aren't working out right now, it might not be a good idea to push and expand right now. Sometimes to expand, you might have to retract a little bit. So really analyze your your data, your, your numbers, your leads, your revenue, your conversion rates, all those things. Put it together, read it, look at it, and then from there you can determine what your next move is. But, you know, nobody wants to see a decrease in sales. And honestly, I think that if you have a decrease in sales right now, it's because of your salespeople. And I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but I think that's going to be the reality. And I think the reason for that is, and it doesn't mean that these people are bad people. If, if they had a spouse at home that lost their job or a bunch of friends that lost their job and just a lot of things are falling apart, um, at home for them in their life. And although they're still busy with uh, leads, and they still have the same opportunities they normally have to close business, but things are just not panning out for them. You know, sometimes things going on in your life will fall into your work life, and it will affect your ability to close business. I've had great salespeople working for my companies before that were very high performers and all of a sudden something bad was happening in their life. And I didn't know about it, but something bad was happening in their life. Uh, a divorce, you know, um, a, a sick family member, whatever. And they're just not engaged at work because of this other thing. And the thing about it is the customers a lot of times see that. You know, the person is late to appointments. They're not calling back fast enough. Um, their, their pitch is, is rusty. You know, when you're, when you're worried about money, sometimes that desperation is, is in your voice when you're talking to customers. And if I'm a customer and I hear desperation in your voice and I feel like this guy just trying to sell me to make money to pay his bills, you might be hesitant to do business with them. And that's not good. So I think if, if you do have a salesperson that's kind of dropped off in sales, rather than point fingers at them and say, hey, man, you suck, rather than doing that, you should talk to them and kind of figure out what's going on in their life because maybe something small is going on and maybe they don't have anybody to talk to about it. Maybe you need to be that person if they trust you to, to talk to them. So you just got to be open-minded right now, but track that data so that you really know what's going on. And if you're not used to looking at how many leads you get each day and you're not tracking all that, this is a great time to do that, to really watch. Because, well, it's it's important for you to know where you're at in your business, number one. But number two, it will allow you to understand what's going on in the world and what you need to focus on. Because if you don't know what to do, to focus on in your business, well, that data will tell you what you need to do. So if you're getting an increase in calls from your Google My Business page or from your website or from some ad you're running, whatever, double down on that stuff and continue to crank in the revenue.
But right now, more than anything, just remember, as always, sales cures all. That's a quote from Mark Cuban. And it's true. If you have other problems right now, but you have tons of sales coming in and you're making money, that is going to be a lot more helpful than the latter of, of, of no sales coming in and you're not making money. So, you know, do everything you can to push as hard as possible right now to drive in the revenue and then make time to watch your data. Look at the number of leads. Look at what salespeople in your business are, are falling off. Things at home are going to be affecting their numbers. And maybe the guy that's killing it right now, you give him more leads. Um, you know, look, you should give power to the people that are bringing in money. So... Um, you should definitely look at that. So, you know, just pay close attention. This is a time to pay very close attention to the economy, pay close attention to your own data, and try not to be afraid of the unknown because in the reality of running a business, there's always going to be unknowns. You just never know. What if the internet collapses? You know, what if what if for whatever reason Google changes all their analytics and your website was on the front page and now it's on page 10? We don't know what's going to happen ever. All you can do is wake up every day, put in as much effort as you can, do the best that you can, educate yourself every day, um, you know, do your reporting, watch your numbers. And if you do all those things, I can assure you, you're going to come out on top. And you only fail in business if you give up. If you don't give up, you won't fail. I promise you. And failing might be closing down this business and starting a new one. But do not give up. All right, guys. I hope everybody is doing great right now. I hope everybody's healthy. And I hope that this episode helped you out. Stay safe out there.